Yesterday, Yaraji explained that by noting the object such as rising and falling of the abdomen with aim and effort, there will be sustained mindfulness. When there is sustained mindfulness continuously on the object, the noting mind falls calm and collected on the object and kanika samadhi, momentary concentration, develops. When the noting mind falls calm and collected on the object, one comes to know stiffness, tension, movement, and one discerns dukkha satya, the truth of suffering by discerning rupa, materiality, knowing the nature of stiffness, tension, and movement. Whatever objects that arise in oneself are all dukkha satya, the truth of suffering. All the objects that arise at the sixth sense door are dukkha satya, the truth of suffering. Apart from tatna, craving, all these objects that arise at the sixth sense door are dukkha satya, the truth of suffering. And in the practice of satipatthana meditation, one should be mindful of whatever object is arising at the present moment. One should be noting the object with aim and effort so that the noting mind falls onto the object and one discerns dukkha satya, the truth of suffering. One discerns dukkha satya, the truth of suffering, which is one of the four noble truths. By knowing, discerning, one also removes not knowing. Avijja, ignorance, is not knowing and knowing wrongly. By discerning Dukkha Satya, one removes Avijja, ignorance, one removes not knowing. Discerning correctly, one also removes knowing wrongly. Apatipati avijja is the ignorance, not knowing correctly. Mitya patipati avijja is the ignorance, knowing wrongly. By discerning correctly, there will not be not knowing, there will not be knowing wrongly. The example is given here, when light arises, darkness is dispelled. When knowledge arises, when one discerns dukkha satya, one 
dispels avijja, ignorance. By being mindful of the object, one discerns the true nature, such as stiffness, tension, movement. One discerns clearly. It is because of the light of knowledge one discerns clearly, and one dispels not knowing and knowing wrongly. If one does not know the truth, one holds high esteem of things, taking things as good and pleasant. One will take others as pretty, beautiful, very pleasant, and thus there will be tanha, craving, and there can be loba, greed. Not knowing the truth, there can be tatna craving and loba greed. In order to discern dukkha sajja, the truth of suffering, one should be mindful of the object that arises at the present moment. When viriya, sati, and samadhi, when effort, mindfulness, and concentration become strengthened, the noting mind is automatically aimed onto the object. The noting is concurrent with the object, and one discerns the truth. Discerning correctly, one removes not knowing and knowing wrongly. Tantna craving arises if one does not know. By removing, not knowing and knowing wrongly, tatna craving does not arise. In this way, one also removes smudhiya sajja, the truth of origin of suffering. By discerning dukkha sajja, the truth of suffering, one also removes Samudhya Satya, the truth of origin of suffering. So it is two at a blow. And one should understand this through theory and as well as the practice. Removing minor kind of tatna craving. If minor kind of tatna craving does not arise, stronger tatna Greater degree of craving also does not arise, and one removes kamubadana, clinging with sensual desire. And it is very good, very precious to be removing the clinging with sensual desire. So by removing avijja, by removing ignorance, by removing not knowing and knowing wrongly, one also removes tatna, craving, and lust. By discerning nama rupa distinctly, one also removes the wrong view 
believing as it is a person or being. What is really present is nama and rupa, mind and matter. It is not a man or a woman or a person, but it is the nama rupa that really exists. By discerning nama and rupa distinctly, one no longer believes that there is a living soul within oneself. So in this way, knowing correctly, one removes knowing wrongly. Ditu badana, clinging with wrong view. One has wrong view that there is person, being, and jiva atta, individual soul. Avijja, tatna, and upadana, ignorance, craving, clinging, arkilesa vata, round of defilements that keeps on rotating continuously. By discerning the truth, one removes avijja, ignorance, one also removes tatna, craving, and one also removes upadana, clinging. In this way, by being mindful of whatever object that is arising at the present moment, one discerns dukkha and by discerning dukkha one also removes avijja, tatna, and upadana, ignorance, craving, and clinging, and kilesa vata, round of defilements, come to a stop by being mindful of the object, and it is very precious. Saraji will later on explain the wrong view of Atta. <coughs> by being mindful of presently arising object, discerning correctly, one removes avijja, ignorance, momentarily. Removing avijja, ignorance, one is free from moha, delusion. Avijja and moha are different in name, but they are the same. When moha, delusion, is removed, the unwholesomeness associating with moha does not arise, and there will not be restlessness, there will not be uncertainty or doubt. When one removes loba, greed, the unwholesome consciousness associating with loba also does not arise. Removing deity, wrong view, one also removes unwholesome consciousness associating with deity. The unwholesomeness, the unwholesomeness is in Bali 
is called as Padipaka. Padipaka means the opposite of wholesomeness. When unwholesome consciousness arises, jitana, volition, is involved. Jitana, volition, is called as gamma in Bali. The volition is inciting unwholesomeness to arise. When one removes avijja, dhatna, and upadana, the round of kilesa comes to a stop. And when round of kilesa comes to a stop, then kamavata, round of deeds, also come to a stop. When akusala, unwholesomeness, does not arise, kusala, wholesomeness, arises. There are two kinds of wholesomeness. Vivata kusala are the wholesome deeds that does not lead to further existences. Vata kusala are the wholesome deeds that gives result to further existences. By discerning The truth, one removes avijja, tatna, and upadana. One is removing unwholesome deed. One is also not doing wholesome, ordinary wholesomeness that leads to further existences. But one is developing vivata kusala, the wholesome deed that does not give result to further existences. So in this way, by removing avijja, tatna, and upadana, removing ignorance, craving, and clinging, one is also stopping kamavata, round of deeds, so that the volition does not give result to further existences. So here the wholesomeness has panya, knowledge, as the prevailing factor. Vipaka vata is the round of resultance. The resultance that arises caused by unwholesome deeds, and as well as the ordinary wholesomeness that leads to further suffering, that leads to, sorry, that leads to further existences. So by removing kilesavata, vijja, tatna, and upadana, ignorance, craving, and clinging, one also stops kamavata, the round of deeds, and by stopping the round of deeds, one also is stopping vipakavata, round of versus, round of resultants, moment by moment.
So by being mindful of the presently arising object, by discerning clearly, one removes the kilesavata round of defilements, kamavata round of deeds, and vipakavata round of resultants momentarily. In each of the notings, viriya, sati, and samadhi, effort, mindfulness, and concentration are involved. And when the noting mind falls on the object, one discerns the true nature, and one removes patipaka. One is removing unwholesomeness. It is called patipaka vidamana, or it is called as patipaka vikamana, meaning one is removing the opposite states, which are unwholesome. By discerning dukkha one is removing unwholesomeness, and there will be patipaka vidamana. When one removes this unwholesomeness, dukkha satya, the truth of suffering, and smudhya satya, the truth of origin of suffering, will become obvious to the person. Even though these two truths are difficult to be discerned and profound, but by removing the unwholesomeness, these two truths will be obvious to become obvious to the yogi. So it is not just obvious in an ordinary way, but to the yogi, who is removing unwholesomeness, the two truths will become very obvious. It is said that Gambiropi Dhammo Patipakat Vidamanena Supakato Bhaveya. Even though Dukkha Satcha and Smudhya Satcha are difficult to be discerned and profound, but by removing unwholesomeness, these two truths will be discerned very obviously by removing this unwholesomeness. So by discerning the true nature by being mindful of the object, one discerns dukkha satya, the truth of suffering, and one removes the smudhya satya, the origin of suffering. By removing the unwholesomeness, the two truths will become obvious to the yogi. 
By removing unwholesomeness, one is removing unwholesomeness, which has loba, greed, as the prominent factor. One removes unwholesomeness, which has deity. And by removing this unwholesomeness, the two truths are discerned, obviously, to the yogi. When noting the object, at first one may only discern the form or shape, or at times one may only discern mode or manner of movement. But when viriya, sati, and samadhi, effort, mindfulness, and concentration are strong, one discerns the true nature, such as stiffness, tension, movement, and so on. By discerning stiffness, tension, movement, and so on, one discerns dukkha satya, the truth of suffering, by discerning rupa. Discerning dukkha satya, one removes mudya, the origin of suffering. So it is very precious to discern dukkha satya and to remove smudhya satya, the craving which is the origin of suffering. So one should be mindful on the object in order to discern the true nature. And by practicing diligently, one will experience such things through one's own experience of practice. So by discerning dukkha satya, one removes mudya, the origin of suffering. Removing avijja, tathna, and upadana, one is stopping the round of defilements. So the round of defilements are coming to a stop. There will not be agitation by loba or dosa or deity. So when avijja, tathna, and upadana come to a stop, there will be the danga niroda. There will be momentary cessation. And it is also called the danga sandhi, momentary peace. Removing avijja, tathna, and upadana, one realizes momentary cessation. In each of the notings, when one analyzes the notings, there is viriya, sati, and samadhi involved. Effort is asserted in order that the noting mind reaches the object. There will be sustained mindfulness, sati. Effort is called samavayama, right effort. And by noting, aiming the mind towards the object, there is samasangapa, right application. 
and discerning the true nature, there is sama deity, right view. So these factors of the path are present. When the noting mind is aimed and directed onto the object, there is sama sangapa, discerning the nature such as stiffness, tension, movement, it is samadhiti, right view. By having sati, mindfulness, one is protecting so that the defilements do not arise. And when one develops knowledge discerning the true nature, one weakens the defilement. So the example is given here when light goes through the film, then the, photo, the image will not be imprinted on the film and thus one cannot develop photos if the light goes through. So in the same way, when one discerns the truth, one also removes ignorance and thus craving also does not arise. Discerning nama and rupa, discerning mind and matter distinctly, one will no longer believe it as a person or a being and one will no longer believe in atta. Because of the light of knowledge is present, one discerns things clearly. By being mindful of the object, discerning clearly, one discerns that there is no person or being based on the object that the person is able to note. And also, whenever one reflects, one knows it that there is no being or person. So by developing knowledge, one is removing and uprooting the defilements. In the practice, one fulfills sila, morality, and in each of the notings, viriya, sati, and samadhi, effort, mindfulness, and concentration are present. There is sama sangapa, right application of the mind, the mind aimed onto the object. And then there is sama deity, knowing, discerning the true nature. And together with the factors of morality, sama vaja, right speech, sama gamanda, right action, and sama ajiva, right livelihood. Together with the samadhi group and panya group, one is developing eight factors of the path. So in the four noble truths, one discerns dukkha satya, the truth of suffering. One removes mudya satya, the origin of suffering. One realizes Niroda Satya, 
the truth of cessation, and one develops magasaja, the truth of path leading to cessation. By being mindful of the objects such as rising and falling of the abdomen, one discerns the nature of stiffness, tension, and movement, and so on. And one discerns rupa, materiality, which is dokkasaja, the truth of suffering. By discerning dokkasaja, the truth of suffering, the other three truths are automatically discerned. So one discerns what should be discerned, one removes what should be removed, one realizes what should be realized, and one develops what should be developed. So the example is given here. When one plucks one fruit, one gets the whole bunch of fruit. In the same way, by discerning dukkha the truth of suffering, the other three truths, are also known. Discerning the four noble truths, one can understand through his or her experience, even within one or two days, to the yogi who practices diligently, respectfully, meticulously. In the eight factors of the path, there are three groups. Sila group, Samadhi group, and Panya group, Morality group, Concentration group, and Wisdom group. Because there are three types of defilements to be removed, there are three groups of Sila, Samadhi, and Panya. The first stage of Gilesa defilement are Videkama Gilesa, transgressive defilements that manifest in bodily and verbal action. And the second is Priyutana Gilesa, the obsessive defilements that manifest in the mind. And Anusya Gilesa, latent dormant form of defilements. Because there are three things to be removed, there are also three groups of the path. One has to overcome videkamakilesa, transgressive defilements, by practicing sila morality. The second type, priyutanakilesa, the obsessive defilements, should be removed by samadhi concentration. Anusyakilesa, latent dormant form of defilements, are overcome by vipassana panya, insight knowledge, and maga panya, path knowledge. By developing vipassana panya, insight knowledge, one can suppress these defilements. By developing maga jnana, path knowledge, one can uproot these defilements. Because there are three things to be removed, there are three groups 
by means of which one removes the defilements. By removing these opposite states, by removing these unwholesomeness, Dukkha Satya and Smudhiya Satya will be discerned by the yogi who removes these defilements. So by discerning Dukkha Satya, the truth of suffering, one removes Smudhiya Satya, which should be removed. One realizes Niroda Satya, which should be realized. And one develops Magga Satya, which is to be developed. And Saraji will continue to explain from both theoretical and practical aspects tomorrow. Sadhu, sadhu.